0: Chapter 6, My Early Church Experiences. The first thing I remember about church was an experience I had in Sunday school when I was about five years old. We were in an old rented hall in Vallejo near the roller skating rink on Sonoma Boulevard. I was sitting in the front row with several other children my age. The little boy next to me suddenly got sick and threw up right in front of me. Yuck. I must have turned green, because one of the leaders, an older man, came over and asked me if I was all right. I told him, I think I'm going to throw up too. This kind old man took me by the hand, led me outside, and then walked with me up and down the street until I felt better. I don't remember his name, but I do remember that I felt happy that he rescued me. It was my first experience with a church leader. I'm glad that it was a good one. Later on, when I was a little older, I remember going to primary. In those days, primary was held during the week, after school, on Wednesday afternoons. One of the primary teachers used to pick me up for primary each week and bring me home after it was over. My mother didn't drive back then, and it wouldn't have made any difference if she did. We only had one car, and my dad used it to drive to work every day. I liked primary. My favorite part was when we got to play fish. I distinctly remember putting my pole over a sheet that was hanging on a piece of twine or rope like on a clothesline and feeling a slight tug on the pole. When I pulled it back over the sheet, there would be a little prize on the end of my fishing line. Primary was great. Our church finally moved from the Rented Hall on Sonoma Boulevard to our own building at the end of Tuolumne Street. I remember going there when it was being built. Beyond the church, there were just cow pastures. Since then, that vacant land has all been filled in with homes and shopping centers. In fact, the first little home Molly and I bought as a young married couple was built on that land about a half mile from the church. The church was actually built in two phases. The first phase was the cultural hall and a few classrooms. The cultural hall also doubled as our chapel for several years until the chapel and the rest of the classrooms were built during the second phase. In those days, the members participated in the construction of their local church and paid for at least half of the cost out of their own pockets. Members had lots of things to contribute to back then. Besides tithing and fast offerings, there were assessments for the local building fund, ward budget, welfare budget, and temple construction. We also were expected to have a ward or stake welfare farm of some sort. Our stake owned a prune orchard in Napa. I remember working there when I was a deacon. And years later, when I was married, our whole little family worked there. Donnie, Norman, and Sonny will probably remember the farm. Maybe even Adam will remember. It's kind of sad that we don't have welfare farms like that to work on anymore. There was real value in working as a family, side by side with other families. There are still opportunities to do that, special projects, canning assignments, Bishop's Storehouse, and things like that, but not as many as there were back in those days. I cannot remember my dad ever attending church when I was a little boy, but I do remember my mom going, one time she was the Sunday school secretary. She sat up front at a little table where she kept the rolls. It seems to me that I also remember my brother Don passing the sacrament, but I'm not sure of this. I do know that he held the office of priest in the Aaronic Priesthood. My brother Verl also was a priest and eventually became an elder after he had been married a few years. Unfortunately, he fell into inactivity shortly after that because of an incident involving his son Neil. I'm not sure of all the circumstances, but I do remember that Neil, who was only about six months old at the time, developed a cancerous tumor in one of his eyes. Neil ended up losing the eye, and my brother ended up losing his tender testimony. As far as I know, none of Verl's three children remained active in the church. I'm not sure if Neil was ever baptized, but Cindy and Steve were. My brother Verl passed away several years later at the age of 61 from complications involving a bout with throat cancer. He had a stroke while he was being attended to in the hospital. He died on February 17, 1985. My brother Don died at the age of 56 from alcohol poisoning on the 30th of October that same year. In later years, after my two brothers passed away, I was able to go to the temple and do their work for them. I should have done it much sooner, but finally accomplished it in 2003. My sister and I attended church fairly regularly when we were young. But without support from home, we both fell into inactivity as teenagers. It's sad. But undoubtedly, our teenage logic reasoned that if our parents were not going, why should we? I probably would have left earlier had it not been for the fact that I was the pianist for priesthood meetings when I was in my early teens. Although support from home was lacking, I would have to say that support from the church members was not. There were many shepherds in my early life. I shall just mention three of them. But before I do, I need to let you know that the lack of support from home mainly centered on a problem that my father had. My mother tried her best to support us in our church activities and at the same time still be there for my father. My dad didn't talk negatively about the church. He just didn't go. And it wasn't because he didn't have a testimony. I believe my dad always had a testimony of the gospel. If someone were to ask him the question, what do you know for sure is true, Roy? His pet answer would inevitably be, the gospel's true. I shall discuss the problem that held my father back in the next chapter. Brother Cheshire was a kindly old gentleman who was the grandfather of one of my friends at church. I think I kind of adopted him as my grandfather as well. He took a special interest in me as a little boy, and so I naturally selected him to baptize me and confirm me a member of the church. I remember very well the day I was baptized. The Vallejo Ward was part of the Berkeley stake at that time. I remember driving to the Berkeley Chapel and I distinctly remember walking down into the water and the experience of going under the water and being baptized. I also remember driving home, sitting in the back seat of the car and thinking about the whole experience. Someone had obviously taught me very well about baptism and remission of sins because I just kept thinking that I was perfectly clean and how hard I was going to try to stay that way. I almost didn't want to get out of the car. Bishop Nerians was another kindly older man. He was one of the few who could come into our home and feel comfortable talking with my dad. They both worked on Mare Island and had a lot of things in common. Bishop Nearing's was our ward teacher. That's what they were called back then. Now they're called home teachers. Bishop Nearing's always had a warm smile for me and would ask me how I was doing in such a way that I knew he really cared. Brother Vern Newman is the third shepherd I want to mention. All of my children knew Brother Newman. He always had a special way with children and the youth. But he didn't have much patience with adults. He expected more of them, I guess. He was known in Napa as the Tic Tac Man. Always ready to hand out a Tic Tac candy to any child who knew the magic words. How are you, Brother Newman? May I have a Tic Tac, Brother Newman?" Yes, all of my children knew Brother Newman. But I doubt if all of them know that Brother Newman was my bishop when I was 12 years old and a deacon. He used to pick me up for church every week so I could perform my priesthood duties. He also assigned me to play the piano in priesthood meetings. He did everything in his power to keep me coming to church, and I still love him for that. In later years, when I finally saw the light, I was called to be a bishop, and Brother Newman was my ward clerk. I loved the time I spent with him in that capacity. We had many great conversations, and I gleaned much wisdom from him. Somewhere along the line, I started calling him Dad, and he started calling me Son. I think it started out as a joke, but it sort of stuck and became a sign of affection between us he was stubborn though one time i called him a hard old rock his comment to that was don't call me old years later brother newman and i were standing together at the graveside dedication of a mutual friend steve fry steve was about 10 years younger than me and had passed away from cancer Brother Newman leaned over to me and said, I want you to speak at my funeral. I said, I'd be happy to, if you'll speak at mine. He agreed. Brother Newman passed away a few years back, and I kept my promise. I spoke at his funeral. He still has his promise to keep.